Is mainstream school failing your kids? The pandemic, with all the changes to schooling and daily life, is a moment of opportunity to rethink the educational path that works best for you and for your kids. So the question is, how can we as parents find alternative solutions that aren't necessarily having to do it all ourselves or pay for programs that we can't afford? I'm Jerry Kirk. And I'm Graham Kirk. Join us as we talk with families thriving on their own path. We shared practical tips, wins, and challenges they've been through to help you on yours. We interview educational experts and parent entrepreneurs with education solutions for the modern age. So parents wanting a better alternative can make confident, informed choices. Welcome to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. You're ready for change. And so are we. Hey there, welcome back to the Modern Education Movement Podcast. And today I have an amazing guest. My guest today is the co-founder of an innovative new school that my 13-year-old son actually started with a few weeks ago. And he's having an amazing time. And why not? Graham gets to choose exactly what he wants to learn from a broad range of topics. He's decided to start with 3D modeling, coding, and he's also in an entrepreneurship club. And he can change that any time. Self-directed education is actually a core foundation of a school called Galileo. Before we get into Galileo, my guest, Kelly Davis, who's a co-founder, she's an educator who began her teaching experience during an off-the-grid experience in a remote village over in Fiji in a three-walled schoolhouse. And it was this amazing adventure that motivated her to continue teaching in other small villages and various countries throughout Asia. And now she has the opportunity to build a global school where kids can learn and develop their best values from all cultures around the world. So Kelly Davis is a co-founder and director of education at Galileo, which is an online school with students from around the world. And their unique program helps students build critical thinking, global citizenship, entrepreneurship, and more to be able to thrive in an ever-changing 21st century. Kelly, such a delight to have you on the show today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. What an intro. <laughs> yeah, you've had quite some amazing experiences and, and what an exciting time to be in the world of education right now, right? There's just so much change that's happening. Well, some for the good, some for the, for the worse, I suppose. Yeah, some for the eye-opening too. It's exciting. Yeah, isn't it? I've always liked the phrase, you know, never let a crisis, a crisis go to waste. And, you know, certainly with, with COVID and everything, you know, a lot of the things that... I think for a lot of us as, as parents and as, as, as students, we kind of took for granted now are open for conversation, open for exploration. Yeah, definitely. Well, before we get into to Galileo, I'd love to just learn a little bit, a little bit more about your, your journey. If you could tell us a little bit more about yeah, your, your path that led you to, to Galileo. Yeah, good question. So uh, thanks again for having me. It's really great to have you on this interview together and also at Galileo as a parent and bringing Graham to our community. So we're really excited to have you guys. And I think I'll start a little bit back when what I asked the kids when they onboard, do you have a dream job? And this will help me figure out you know, what their personalized plan looks like. But when I was a kid and someone asked me this, I was inspired by my older cousins. They were teachers at the time and they were studying to be teachers in university. I was, I think I was in middle school and yeah, I 
kind of wanted to follow in her shoes, be a teacher. My other cousin studied abroad and I got the experience to travel and to visit her while she was in Europe. And it was kind of this path that led me to want to study abroad. And while I didn't choose education as my degree in university at first, I was interested in communications and public relations. It also gave me the opportunity to study abroad. So had I been a teacher or studied teaching, I wouldn't have had that chance. So I got to study abroad. I moved to Australia and it was there that I got the experience to travel with a group of teachers or studying to be teachers to Fiji. So we were there in a small village and it was this off of the grid, no watches, no electricity, only sunrise to tell you the time. It was this experience that said, yeah, wait, what happened to that childhood dream? I do want to become a teacher. So yeah. So just, I'd love to just back yeah. up a second there. So, so you went to, so you went to Australia you're on this, this, this study program, which wasn't, was that in teaching itself or, or were you, did you start yeah, off? With- yeah. I studied abroad for an internship. Actually, I was working at a hospital for a nonprofit. I was really interested in PR and nonprofits and that's why I moved to Australia. So how, um, how but, did you go from that to a, a three-walled, you know, schoolhouse in, in Fiji? Like there's, we're, missing yeah. a, we're missing a link here. So, yeah, happened. well, I think, uh, yeah, maybe the theme like of just saying yes and seeing what, what I can experience. So I had some friends, they were also studying abroad from America and they said, we're going to Fiji, but it's for teachers and you're in a different program. And I was like, oh, but if I can go to Fiji, can you ask if I can come? And so they went to class <laughs> the next day and they asked a professor and they were like, this girl's not in our program, but yeah, she can still come. And that was basically how I got to go. Because so they, cool. Yeah, they said, sure, you can come. And it was like a 10-day program that we went. Okay. Wow. And how pivotal that 10-day that program was for you then. Yeah. So that led you to so that then kind of led you down as you say, kind of reconnecting with that, that childhood dream you had of, of teaching and, and where, where did things go from there? Yeah, so I, I had a lot of friends in Australia. They were from Canada, actually. And they a lot of Canadians study in Australia for the Teachers College. And I you know, learned a lot about teaching them from them. And they said, I had some other friends who had studied and had taught English in South Korea. And they said, you know, if you want to keep traveling, this is a good way to keep traveling. And I was like, wow, that, I had no idea. If you speak English and you have a degree in any field from an English speaking country, you can get a visa to teach English, even if you don't ever have taught English, right? Or if you've never taught English. So perfect. Yeah, even if you've never taught English. So I think that that was my foot in the door. And that was the experience that led me to apply. I moved home for a few months. I taught in South Korea for a few years. And that was my first experience to teach in Asia, which was 10 years ago. Hmm. So you're starting to, to live that dream, perhaps in a, in a, in a much more unique way than, than you know, your, your other family members that you aspire to be. And so you're going down this path. You've had this great experience of travel and, and teaching English. And so at, at some point, things, I guess, shifted for you a little bit because now you're doing something very non-traditional. So what, uh, what happened there? Yeah, so I now live in Taiwan. I've been here for over six years and through many different programs, teaching in different environments. The 
last time was at a Catholic school with a very different environment than I ever imagined to work in as a teacher. So it was a good experience to learn what teaching and to become a teacher. I was able to study while I was working there as well. So that was a good experience. But it gave me a lot of answers of what I didn't want for my future. So I left that opportunity to explore what was happening online. And I knew that the space would be growing and that it was a great chance to find out what was happening. So being in Asia, but being from the West side of the world, I think there's a lot of interchange that is happening. There were a lot of big programs happening, teaching Chinese students online. So it was a good experience to start with a few of these schools. I worked for one school specifically and kind of helped build their program based in Taiwan and was focused on their digital citizenship program and kind of helped them there and kept kind of opening up these opportunities. And that's how Vlad and I met. Um, we met online. I applied for a online high school that they were originally going to begin. and. Um, one thing led to another. And then I said yes to being an interviewer for the Homeschooling Summit. And similar to you, having some good times interviewing and researching about what was happening. It was a really cool experience to leave the traditional model and to discover what is unschooling, world schooling, and homeschooling, and what's up and coming in this space for students that are motivated to be self-directed. Awesome. Yeah, it's that's that's a really yeah, you've really experienced so many different modalities in the education space. And so now here we are looking at, at Galileo and you know what I'd love to to ask you first is kind of well, I guess you you kinda of answered in a lot of ways. I was kinda of curious, you know, why why Galileo for you, but it sounds like really it you were looking for something that was more I don't know, better fit a model of education for you. So what in particular about, about Galileo um, makes it feel like this is this is home or this is this is the right model for for kids and their their learning experience? Yeah, I think we like to say like riding that wave, you know. So when the homeschooling summit happened and we we asked the students if they were interested in joining for an online book club, it was a different way than students joining by someone else telling them to be there. So having this group there. We read Harry Potter. They were the most excited students. They motivated me to finally read Harry Potter in my adult <laughs> life. And I like to say I built this school with my 12-year-old self in mind. So when I think 12 is a very hard age, and I think that when kids kind of are in this pivotal moment of their lives, you know, before they're turning into a teenager, they need someone to support them and to help them dream bigger and to have the resources to get them there and just keep motivating them and be open and, and help them support them. So that was the initial, like, we need to help these kids. Let's help them get some structure into their homeschooling life. If that's where they were coming from and motivate them. And, and, and when they're in a group, that motivation, actually the teacher is, you know, very hands-off and the students are very powerfully motivating each other. Like we said, showing up on their holidays to to be there and to be accountable is is something that no one's forcing them to do. That's completely self chosen by themselves. Yeah, that is that is really exciting to see. Um, even just having listening in on some of the 
the classes, I've been really uh, struck by the level of, of thoughtfulness and, and thinking the, the the quality of the conversation is, is something I, I don't typically see for, for other kids that, that age. Um, it's, it's really impressive to see just in the right environments where kids are motivated and surrounded by other kids who are motivated and, and support structure, how they can really, um, yeah, just deepen that whole learning experience and, and, um, and ask really thoughtful questions. Um, that really, that really yeah. struck me. Yeah. I mean, you have 30 minutes together, so it's such a positive space to be motivated, be inspired, and then you, you're free. You have your day to, to do those things that you're set out to do for yourself. So that's a great segue then to kind of, I'd love to um, kind of explore what, what would a typical day or, or week look like for a student at Galileo? Yeah, good question. So when they come to Galileo, they will create their own personalized kind of learning plan, we'll call it. And this is a month out of a plan for the goals and the resources that they'll use for these goals and what their schedule will look like. So that schedule will include a 30-minute check-in, and that is called a daily check-in, which happens in the morning. We have these in two different time zones. So if you're in the Americas or in Europe and Asia, and this is with a group of seven students and a facilitator, an adult facilitator. And this is a space where they're coming together every day to be accountable for their schedules, share their successes and their failures, and what their plan is for that day. So it's like a a daily scrum meeting where they're sharing what they're up to. And then they will have presentations on Fridays. So they get to present once a month or however frequently they want about a topic that they've chosen to dive deeper into and to share and reteach to their peers. This is also a great chance for feedback, constructive criticism, and building that model for them. After this 30-minute check-in from Monday to Friday, then they are free. So they have a a set of goals that they want to do, whether or not they jump into those after the check-in or grab some breakfast, go about their day. However, their day is set up is completely up to them. We find that this will help them gain a lot of independence for what they're accountable for and whether or not they're doing self-directed learning, going to different co-ops or courses, online classes, or coming to Galileo clubs. There's a whole variety of, of ways of learning. Like we said, learning is, is equal. So it's always happening. Yeah, and that's super exciting. Yeah, I mean, just, just as a, like a specific example. So last night, you know, it's today's Monday morning. So last night, let me back up further. So for a long time, I've really been encouraging Graham to, you know, have more of a structure and like a schedule of, of things, right? And he's kind of, he's a bit of, bit of a loose guy. He just likes to kind of do things as he wants, which, which is also okay too. But it was interesting just to sit back and like last night, he was pulling out his Galileo, you know, calendar and whatnot, starting to look ahead to, you know, the, you know, the coming month. And, and we were talking about it and this and that. And like he, and as you mentioned, like there's some Galileo things in there. He's, he's in some of the, clubs and and just finished a nano degree but he's also got like a business that he's starting up and so on and we started to talk about you know like continuing to learn some of the skills around podcast audio editing which is what his business is going to be and i just in the past that conversation would have been a lot harder to have but with a bit of that structure from galileo we were having that conversation and and but more importantly he was initiating that process of figuring out what was important for him and how he was going to make it happen so 
just wanted to offer that as an example of of you know what a, a typical Galileo student would experience. And this is just what like week three for him. So yeah, really cool. And that's that's what parents say, you know, in the onboarding meetings as well. Like we we've tried to set a schedule, we've tried to set out goals, but following up on them and that's where it's that reassurance like we'll help the management side. So you can actually do that fun stuff. Why don't you help him with that podcast business, right? But for the other stuff, we'll be there to help that accountability. And yeah, you can yeah. have the fun, the fun times together, of course. <laughs> yeah, I know there's certainly something to be said for having some external... And I think it's really important, right? To have ex- some external accountabilities and support structures and whatnot. Because I mean, my background, you mentioned like the Scrum meeting, my, my background is in agile coaching. So I mean, I live and breathe things like Scrum and structure and whatnot. So while I have those abilities to help him with those things, it's, it's actually more appetizing, appealing for him to get that stuff in another form from somewhere else. I think that's, that's fantastic. So it doesn't have to all come from me. Yeah. And that's a reinforcement that he has from you as well. Like you can help him fall into that transition and what that, that meeting is like and why that's important. And yeah, that support is really helpful. Thanks for that. Sure. So how is Galileo kind of structured then? So, so you talk, talked about like the, the daily check-in meetings. Um, what are some of the learning opportunities that, that kids have? Like how, how are those available to kids? Yeah, good question. So I think what we see a lot is when students join, they have, I guess, a few preconceived notions of what to expect. So we give them the list of clubs and ask them to sign up. And we'll often see that they've chosen the traditional science, math, reading, and have hard time to dive into something that maybe they've never experienced before, like 3D modeling or film editing or startup clubs or genetic engineering, which is our nano degree next month, presented for all ages. So when we have this, and parents are encouraging, like, oh, I really want Johnny to go to that coding club, you know, and maybe dad is, that's his career. So he, you know, really forcing this. And the student has to choose that for their schedule. So I often encourage the parents and the students are there in this conversation as well, that this positive peer pressure or this reinforcement doesn't need to be pushed because they will hear this in their check-ins. If there's seven, let's say they're eight to 11 year olds, and they're talking so excitedly about 3D modeling and what happens in that club, that new student will probably want to experience that club with his friends. And they might put it on their schedule. He doesn't have to say they're committing to going to 3D modeling or coding, but they're trying it out. So I would say the model is to give the exposure and to allow students to try new things. They will test the waters, see a bunch of clubs in the first few weeks or months, and maybe they'll switch it up and they'll dedicate their time to a certain club per month and a lot of time in that focus subject, um, or they'll spread it out and go to a different, a bunch of different clubs. So I think for the clubs, we would like the students to try new things and to see and experience a different way of learning. We don't ask our teachers or don't want our teachers to lecture. There is no lecturing, but we are showing them a different way of learning. So if you've had a bad experience, maybe in Zoom classes, or maybe you've had a bad experience in a math class before in a traditional school, I always kind of almost 100% promise that this will be a completely different math class than you've ever experienced. 
a different science class, et cetera. So I think we try to get them to try new things in this way. For the nano degrees, we'll bring in a lot of new and future subjects, like something that they maybe have never heard of or thought was possible for eight-year-olds, like a genetic engineering nano degree, robotics, or design thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's that's amazing. So yeah, and just just to um, for listeners out there, so a nano degree is typically um, like about a month long, about right? Yeah, like, uh, a nano degree a is a yeah, it's a four week long project based class. So the teachers will come in and share, and the students will work on some final project or presentation, maybe as an individual or as a group based on that subject. So we ask them to commit for those four weeks of that nano degree. Right. Yeah. And a couple of things that are coming to mind to me is for, for listeners who might be out there is I imagine some are kind of wondering, well, yeah, I mean, these, these different ideas sound really cool, but you know, how do I, how do we make sure that, you know, my kid does the things he needs to do to say, be able to go to university if he wants to go to, um, what would you say to, to, to parents who are kind of worried about, you know, kids just picking the, the cool stuff like the film editing and whatnot, but not necessarily maybe getting the, quote unquote, the core pieces they might need to, um, to go down the path towards university. If we're talking about 8 to 18 year olds, it would be much harder to have the answer. If we want to talk about younger kids, I would say this is totally normal that kids try new things all the time and they'll change their mind in an hour or tomorrow. If we want to talk about 13 year olds, I think that this is kind of a moment where we want the kids to decide and ask them to be in control and to let them have that independence and see how that goes. Some students will transition really quickly if this, this is a completely new model for them. They need to have a period of de-schooling if they're leaving school. And that is the period that is like really important for them to have that time to discover that passion, have that board time, be creative, be curious. Then that self-directed learning and that independence will mold and to start to create and build into their passion. So I think it's important to know what is next, but not too soon. It's really a lot of pressure for what we're experiencing, especially for our teens to think that, oh, I might be the first one in my family not to go to university. What would that look like? And is that okay? And what does society think about that? And is that really the answer today in, in 2020 of what we're looking at? So can you go to Harvard online on Coursera and Udemy and see what you can do on your own? So it really depends on the age here. But as far as covering the basics, that also depends on where you live and what that, you know, what maybe you want to maybe go back to school one day, if that's something that the kid might be interested in. So if we want to go back to school or go into a system like an SAT test to get to a university, then we would help them follow that learning journey wherever they are. We'll support them on that learning journey. We do have many students preparing for tests. And yes, that's a really good path that we also encourage. So we're not anti-university by any means. But I think when we see students excelling in self-directed learning, it's hard for them to go back into the traditional model once they experience that independence and that freedom. I think you touched on a couple of really important things there that I really want to kind of tease out. And then the first one is that 
first, the most important thing in the beginning is to, to get a sense for what is that path and, and to discover really what, what, what am I as a student, you know, as a young person, what am I excited about? What, what are the things that, that, that bring out the passion in me? What are the problems in the world perhaps that I want to try to address? You know, who, who do I want to become? And so much of in my experience, I mean, I experienced as well in traditional school, like it wasn't really so much about my path. It was just taking the, the courses and, and whatnot. And, you know, so many, so many kids get out of high school, even out of university and still really have no clue around what they want to do. And, and that's a fundamentally important question before you start thinking about, you know, is university the right path or not? It's like, really, really, what do you want to do? And so something like Galileo and there's other, there's other schools out there as well, but, you know, with Galileo, there's so many ways to explore and, and to try things. And I think that's so, so important so that, you know, then the path becomes a little clearer. There's a lot more confidence too in the direction you want to go in. And then, you know, if it involves something like university, the students got that drive and the motivation to do whatever it takes, you know, to get into that position. So, and, and then as you point out, there's, there's so many ways to get those particular, you know, classes or credits or whatever you, you need to apply to university, like going to a traditional school these days, you know, Khan Academy is a good, great example of, you know, something that's actually got accreditation and whatnot. You know, I've seen some examples of students at Galileo on your website as well, you know, of what students are taking because they know, they already know they want to go to university. So they've got that baked into their, their, their studies. So, so I guess the, the answer to parents out there is, yeah, you, if, if the path for your child is eventually going to be university because they've discovered their passions relates to, you know, needing to go to university, um, they can do that through through schools like like Galileo, 100%. Yeah, and we know that that's, that's necessary still. Like you said, for certain careers, that's, that's still going to be necessary no matter how much the world changes. Right. Um, but we want them to have this experience. So having a program, we have a Meet Our Heroes program. We'll bring in these heroes based on our book club themes and based on the various clubs that we have. AI Hero is coming in the future. We've had Spanish book club heroes that were famous YouTube stars. We have a math hero coming up soon. And it's also inspiring for our teachers. It's your chance. Go reach out to your heroes and bring them to your club. And as a teacher, I've met New York bestseller authors into the book club. And we've had a really great time bringing these people in and letting the kids know that we're here to support them. If, if they want to meet someone or have a new subject that they're open to ask for that. And we've brought a lot of those programs in for them. I really love that too, because you're talking about, you know, um, teachers bringing in the, their heroes, right? Because learning never stops at any age. And it's a great way to model to uh, the students as well as, is, you know, those of us that are later years, we're, we're still learning too. There's still things that we're passionate about. And uh, it's great for them to see that as well. One thing I'd, I'd like to touch on as well, um, Kelly, is another, another core piece. I mean, like, like Galileo talks about kind of like four main paths that students can go down. Maybe we could touch on that a little bit. Because I think in particular, you're, you're focused on entrepreneurship. Myself being an entrepreneur, and I think many listeners on this podcast from who are entrepreneurs as well, be interested to know a little bit more about, about that piece of, of Galileo and, and how they support students in, you know, becoming entrepreneurs in some shape or form. Yeah. So the entrepreneurship program began in May and we have 
brought in a, a lady named Stacy, and she had her own kid to entrepreneurship kind of program in the past. So she was training young students to become entrepreneurs in a physical setting. And bringing her in to launch this program, we first had the nano degree. It was called Start Your Own Business. This lasted for eight weeks over the summer. And the demand, the popularity, everything. Where's that club? Where's, where's that nano degree? Is it coming back? So many of our clubs actually started as nano degrees. So once we see the interest in the subject, hey, you're really interested in genetic engineering, we'll make that into a club, etc. So this is how Scratch has become a club as well. I think the entrepreneurship program, then it took a break and it launched officially in September. So we will have four or five nano degrees per year coming from entrepreneurship. These will also feed into the junior and the startup clubs that will be running all year round. So the students have a chance to go to the junior one if they're new to this. It's not split up by age. It's split up by ability and skill and their preference. So they're welcome to try out the senior level one. And Stacy will be challenging those higher level thinkers. So yeah, they can try them out and get, really get an experience for entrepreneurship and to have uh, many heroes come in as well and to experience from Stacy what it's like and what the process is like. So the design thinking nano degree that just started and we will see another one coming from her in January. And then at the end of the school year, I guess in June before summer, we'll have a big business fair, an online business fair for them too. Yeah, I know that sounds super fun. So I know on your, your website too, you kind of talk about like four, four main paths. Because the other thing I want to, um, I guess, highlight for, for listeners is, I mean, kind of who's, who's Galileo best suited for and, and, and who it's not suited for. And I think perhaps exploring a little bit around, you know, the kinds of, of paths that you're kind of supporting uh, kids down might help to give parents a, a better idea. Yeah, good question. So I'll talk first. We talked a little bit about the entrepreneurship one. And the next one is about creatives and freelancers. It's very closely related, but we will be launching a new nano degree about becoming an artist. So we have a lot of art similar programs at this time, such as music club, a lot of the 3D modeling. We'll see a lot of creative things happening there. Writing club, for example, coding club. These are all very creative ways for children just to continue to learn through creating. But this path specifically, we can talk about podcasters, photographers, editors, filmmakers. We also have a film editing club. So this is another program that we will be seeing a lot more from in the future. The students also have a student-led art club, which has been very popular. So we want to not only be tech and entrepreneurship focused, but we know that art is really important and really high demand. So a lot of students love art. They're continuously creating things and sharing with us because they have that freedom and that inspiration to keep creating. I think if with so much free time, they're always making amazing things. So we want to see more from them in this field. And the other two, we talked a little bit about applying to university and what that looks like. We've supported a lot of students um, that are in Europe taking the IGCSEs. We also have students preparing for the SATs that will come up next spring. 
So we do support them. We'll provide them tutors. We'll provide them the support and the plan and also some recommended resources to get them there, as well as the umbrella school to provide that accreditation. So we have a partnership with West River Academy. They've been going for over 25 years, providing that documentation and that transcript to apply for university if that's what the students should choose to do. And then the digital makers. So we have a lot of clubs in this, like the filmmaking, coding. We now have three levels of coding clubs. So I think what we see here and in all of these paths, in all of the clubs as well, is we've started out with one coding club and with one math club. And all of the clubs, almost all of the clubs except for one, have two or three different levels. So we've expanded these, trying to continue to challenge the students to keep leveling up. If they want to go higher, we'll go higher for them, you know, and keep challenging them. So we want to see them continue to grow higher and keep achieving and reaching higher goals and supporting them along that way and providing those programs, resources and support to get them there. You touched on something that I think is really interesting, too, in, in that, I mean, Galileo is... No, I guess a little bit over a year old now, right? Yeah, September of 2019. Yeah, yeah just from a, from a book club of all this. <laughs> it's such such uh, humble beginnings, and and you're really listening. In my experience as as you know now a parent of someone at Galileo, but just being in the entrepreneurship space, like there's a, there's a real listening to what students need. There's a, there's a there's a close relationship there, and, and you're continuing to evolve and respond to. What they're they're telling you, so you, you know, Galileo is very much continuing to to figure out the the path along with the students to trying to figure out their path, right? What, what yeah. do you, yeah, yeah, and yeah, just like this is something that I want to keep continuously researching and learning and talking to the kids. So I have a little, a few little test groups of kids that I bounce ideas off of them all the time, and we're constantly meeting the facilitators have just launched their own office hours. So we have this space, just a, just a free space for them to come and share and to talk with us and share openly, right? How are the clubs? What do you want to see more of? What will inspire you? What, what can help you get you there? So being open and, and I think, like I said before, creating it for my 12-year-old self, I don't know if I was ever really asked that question, you know, not to bash my parents. My parents were amazing, gave me a great education or so they thought, you know, but I think that what we see is that kids are now open to to asking and they they feel heard so it it continues that wheel to let them keep asking and support them to get them there vlad and i also have a weekly meeting with the teens it is a meeting where we ask them to share their worries fears and recently talking about productivity with them and and how can we stop procrastinating? What does productivity look like? How do we build, get that structure into our own lives? So yeah, just being open and transparent with them because we're all lifelong learners. And I think setting in those habits and those routines can get us there, but we need that motivation and support to see what's working for others too. Awesome. Yeah. And such a great, great modeling again, not only to make Galileo work, work better but just to, to model to the students that uh, the value of listening to your 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 customer so to speak right and and trying to serve them at the at the highest level so that's that's awesome yeah and we also have like a, a roadmap a transparency roadmap so the parents have been shared with this as well and they're allowed to come in and, and vote and suggest them to give ideas you know 
Recently, we have a monthly meeting with the parents community as well, and they shared some ideas that they had about wanting to see different language clubs, different financial literacy support for their kids. So I think that these are really good places for the parents to share what's happening on their side of the screen, because we're not always able to get a full feel from the internet, from Zoom, you know, <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Absolutely. And um, I'd love to... to look a little bit ahead too. So what, what's, what are some of the exciting developments that are happening in Galileo that are going to be coming, say, over the next uh, months and year ahead? Yeah, I guess what we're looking forward to is building our own platform. So making this available for many more families, kind of setting the foundation to, for Galileo to be ready for many more. So we have a lot of experiments that we are running to just continue to make this the best school in the world and to make sure that the students are heard, make sure that they're happy and bring this kind of education to many families around the world. Very cool. And uh, I know, I know my, my, my son's pretty excited about the uh, VR becoming a, a part of the school too. So imagine uh, doing your Spanish, your Spanish class. Um, somewhere in, in Spain uh, through, uh, through VR, that would be... Well, you've got to get <laughs> him a headset, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's launching his business, so pretty soon he's going to have some, some cash flow. So Amazing. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let him, uh, I'll let him uh, take care of that one. Exactly. And just to add one thing, like if even, you know, let's say he was the kid who didn't want to go to math class, but he's going to need math at this point in his life. So that's where that's going to come in later. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, you know, one other question I had here uh, I hadn't asked yet. You know, I think for some some parents too, especially if they're in the traditional school system, right? Um, is it's kind of like the cost factor. So, I mean, how, how much does Galileo? I mean, currently cost is it ex- is it really expensive? I mean, how, how do you sort of address that? And obviously, you're, you've got you know students from all over the world, right? Or different countries with different you know, economic situations. How are you trying to tackle that issue so that um, Galileo can be accessible for, for lots of different students? Yeah, that's a great question. So we do have, I would say half of our students, we are around 135 today and we are in 28 countries. So at least half of the students, almost more than half are in America. And we see that, yeah, like me leaving the public school, this might look Like there's a price tag on my education, but what does that look like? And it's totally different across the world. So I'm usually doing the onboarding for Asia and Europe. And we have another onboarding director in Texas who does the Students for America. And the experiences that we have are totally different. And what we experience, I guess, your question about the pricing is when students are yeah, it's $300 a month or $2,000 a year. And then there's a sibling discount. We also have some partnership programs as well for parents who are joining the team and delivering different nano degrees and clubs or as facilitators. And then we have kind of an ambassador program as well, where the referrals will receive $100 off and that parent who referred will also receive a discount. So I think that we see a lot of recommendations coming this way and that when the parents are recommending it's i would say that it's you know it's similar to a membership at a gym your health is is 
priceless. So I think for education, we could compare it to many other private schools online. You wouldn't even see 2000 a month. It would be much more than this no. in many ways. Yeah. yeah. In many Ridiculously places. expensive. Yeah. So crazy. And what they're paying for the accreditation. And mm-hmm. is that what we're going to need when we're 18? Well, not necessarily. We don't know that. That's not what it's looking like today. So, yeah. I'll just say as a parent, I think I think I, I even I think I messaged um, Vlad, the CEO, uh, your co-founder. Like, how do you even, how are you even making money? Like, it, it like two thousand a year for me. Like, I mean, like in Canada, it's it's not uncommon for for parents to spend ten thousand dollars on hockey. You know. For during the winter, right? So, I mean, two thousand dollars a year is to me is a steal for what kids are getting in terms of an investment. And obviously, you know, every family situation is different, and you've got a lot of ways to help families who you know that that could be a bit more challenging. But yeah, you're right; it's a good example comparing it to a gym membership or you know any any other like dance program and and whatnot. It's it's not that far off, and, and yet there's so much that comes with with being a Galileo. So. Yeah. And I think we see like a lot of other awesome programs out there kind of having these one-off classes that are offered online and you can put a bunch of those together and you'd be paying 300 a month. And, and that doesn't have any community. You don't have any accountability. No one's keep helping keep manage of your education and your, your future and personalizing it. You know, you're thrown in with a class of 20 students all the time. So I think we see a lot of differences out there as well. And there's a lot of benefits to a lot of these programs, but having like a one package where people who want community and continue to have that community, that's where we see those thrive in Galileo. Absolutely. And I would say too, you know, I think for a lot of parents out there who who want something a little bit better for their, their kids, but you know, for a lot of reasons, maybe it's for, for work or just maybe it doesn't feel like the thing they want to do just having that that structure and, and knowing that their their child's being taken care of actually lifts a lot of pressure, I think, off of parents who, you know, who maybe are entrepreneurs or, or have a you know a nine to five job or whatever it is, right? It's it's really I think a like a third way that we're starting to see there's other other options out there, but I think Galileo is really leading the way and kind of creating that third way between, you know, traditional full-on homeschooling and, and going to traditional school that can really meet parents are at in terms of what they want for their kids and and what they need for themselves as well. Yeah. And it's been so eye-opening. Like, you know, it when you you're rushed into Zoom class in March and the parents start to say, is this what they're learning at school? Is this really what's happening? And well, let's try an out school class or another online class, you know, and then oh they really thrived in this online class. Let's see more, you know, and and look what that freedom did. And wow, we have dinner together every day. Now we have lunch together and our family dynamic is changing. And, you know, that's when we start to get a lot of exploration into this field as well. And I know that the transition, the de-schooling, that can be very challenging, I'm sure. And I think once that transition period and that student is gaining that independence, then that's where the freedom will come in. Awesome. So if uh, we've got some listeners out there who are like, okay, yeah, Galileo sounded like an option that I work for my family, I think. How can they how can they explore more? How can they how can they get started? Yeah, great question. So on our website, we have a lot of information, a lot of videos. We also have a YouTube channel where we want parents to come in and tap around and kind of research there as well as a different kind of experience into 
what a student's life is like, like we explained in the day in the life. Um, there's a lot of that highlighted on our website and on our YouTube channel. So that's a really great way to come in and dip your toes into what Galileo's like. Um, then we have an application which includes a short video kind of interviewing your child if they're not ready just to talk to themselves on the screen and to, yeah, to experience what their passions are like and what they want to do with their learning. So the application gives us a really good insight into what the students are like and what the problems and how we can solve them for them. So I encourage you to check out our website. There's also a question box on there. You can send us over any questions and we'll answer them for you as well. Awesome. And you want to maybe just give everyone uh, that website address? We'll have it in the show notes as well, but just so people can... Yes. Great idea. It's GalileoXP.com. Super fantastic. Well, Kelly, is there any, anything more? I mean, we covered a ton of ground today. I'm even more excited now about Galileo <laughs> than I was before. Anything more you'd like to share with our listeners as we wrap up today? No, I think just you know, giving your kids freedom and ask them if, if they want to try something new. It's, it's always the kid who is the say at the end of the day. And I always make sure that that's the way in the onboarding meeting. So having a conversation, opening this idea with your family can be a really interesting start into this new way of life. So yeah, don't be afraid. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for what you and the rest of the Galileo team have been, been doing. My, my son's having a great time and I hope it inspires some some parents out there to, uh, to explore uh, Galileo for, for their family too. I'm sure they will. Thanks for being on the show today. Great. Thanks so much.